Hello, everyone. My name is Erica Mariglia, otherwise known as Isaiah's mother, and I'm happy to be here with you today to read through Daniel chapter 3, verses 19 through 30. These verses say, Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with fury, and the expression of his face was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He ordered the furnace heated seven times more than it was usually heated. And he ordered some of the mighty men of his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their cloaks, their tunics, their hats, and other garments, and they were thrown into the burning, fiery furnace. Because the king's order was urgent and the furnace overheated, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Abednego, fell bound into the burning, fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up in haste. He declared to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. He answered and said, But I see four men unbound, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the appearance of the fourth is like a son of the gods. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the door of the burning, fiery furnace. He declared, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out from the fire. And the satraps, the prefects, the governors, and the king's counselors gathered together and saw that the fire had not had any power over the bodies of these men. The hair of their heads was not singed, their cloaks were not harmed, and no smell of fire had come upon them. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants, who trusted in him and set aside the king's command and yielded up their bodies rather than serve and worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I make a decree. Any people, nation, or language that speaks anything against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn limb to limb and their houses laid in ruin, for there is no other God who is able to rescue in this way. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. There's a lot happening here. We heard um, a week or two ago from Steve Thompson just about the power-hungry culture that this was and the leaders of this time and still today who are power-hungry and use ways of intimidation to to get people to submit, to control them, to bring them under their wing and force them to act in the ways that they, that they want. But I just want to know a couple of things here, and then I want to talk about a passage that this reminded me of in the New Testament. Um, but before I do that, I just want to speak about a few things. Take note here that these men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell bound into the fire There was no getting out of what they had wrapped around them. Then the heat killed the men who put them there. The heat killed the men. But then a fourth shows up. And this is some angelic being, um, something that is divine. And the King Nebuchadnezzar all of a sudden sees that the fire had no power over them. The fire had no power, and this is what King Nebuchadnezzar wanted to do. He wanted to use his power to kill them, to use them as an example for others who might question whether or not to worship him. 
Now, what really caught me this morning when I was rereading this was the fact that there wasn't even a smell. Now, if you've ever been at a bonfire or you encounter someone who's been at a bonfire, you can tell right away that they've been at a bonfire because there's a stink. There's a leftover smell. But here in this passage, there isn't even a smell that they were in this fiery furnace. That is mind-blowing to me. And this, in turn, causes King Nebuchadnezzar to worship the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now, back in these days, there are so many gods, and these gods are identified as the god of the person that is worshiping. And so, this being the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, this is how they then identify the Lord, Yahweh, and see that he is capable of keeping his people from harm. Now, we'll get into what happens with Nebuchadnezzar down the line, but for this moment, he is worshiping and telling people that um, these men get to continue to serve their God. And then he promotes them, and they become even greater in the province of Babylon. This is wild to me, because this makes me think about um, a God who shows up in the midst of extremely intimidating situations. And we don't know a lot of these situations in our Western culture, but I want to talk about a time when I was over in Israel um, right before the pandemic hit in 2020, and we were doing a tour, and we were taken to a place called Caesarea Philippi. And here in Caesarea Philippi, this is where the mouth of the Jordan starts. There's this cave, and this would have been, back in the day, a Roman empire. It would have been an area that was run by the Romans, so there's— um, the, the infrastructures are all Roman, great, grand. There's uh, evidence of other gods that would have been there. And at this time, there's this god, Pan. I think I say that right. Um, he is half man and he is half goat. He's the god of the pastures. And he has a thirst for carnal pleasure. And it is from this god that the word panic arises and or is derived. And as we go there, we're learning that there's this passage in Matthew 16 where Jesus takes his disciples out of their Jewish culture, out of their Jewish, Jewish towns, and takes them to Caesarea Philippi, to a Roman area where they would have 100% stood out in the midst of the Romans walking around them. But then Jesus asks the disciples, he says, who do people say that I am? And... They list off different names, but seen as Jesus is seen as just like this really good guy, this guy that does miracles and, you know, he might have some divine powers. But Simon Peter answers and he says, you are Lord. You are the Christ. And Jesus commands them and he tells Simon Peter that you will become the rock on which everything else stands as, as the gospel continues to spread. And in this moment, I just find it very fascinating that Jesus would take the disciples out of their current culture, their places of comfort, walk them to a place where Romans are worshiping multiple other gods. There's things happening. There's this god Pan. People, they, we have Caesar at this time who's rising up and wants power and, and all of that. And yet Jesus says, who do you say that I am? 
and they respond by saying, you are the Christ. Now, this reminds me a little bit of what's happening in Daniel, because here the disciples have had the opportunity to follow Jesus, to see the miracles that he's done, to see how he um, cares for the widow, the orphan, the woman, the adulterer, the sinner, the list goes on. And there's no question when Simon Peter answers, you are the Christ. Now we know what happens. Simon wa- Peter, Simon Peter wavers a little bit as Time goes on before Jesus is crucified. But what is so great is that in this moment, he stood firm. And when we look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego here, they are not budging. We are learning over these past podcasts that these are young men, and they are influential, and they are committed to who their God is, Yahweh, the Lord Almighty. And they're saying, you can do whatever you want to us, but we are not wavering in our faith and worshiping an other God beside him. And so when I apply this to my own life, we think about all these other things. We, we wonder, how would we respond if we were in a situation where we were forced to worship another God? How We ask the question maybe of, is my faith strong enough to withstand something that might be so extravagant such as this? Um, you know, and we might, we don't even have a context to put this together in our minds because this is not how people are punished anymore. However, we are always drawn to different things. And for me personally, I think of this verse also in Jeremiah 17, verses 7 to 8, where um, he says, But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its, its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. But here it says it's planted. It's not budging. No matter what happens, it stands firm. And I think about, I've been talking to a couple of friends about this past season of my life where I've been going through a divorce, I've become a single mother, I've had a job transition, and so much has happened. And being on the other side of it, getting to experience a little bit of and see and feel the goodness of God and how he's shown up in this season, I'm able to stand firm. I've been able to look back and say, you know what? Even when I wasn't feeling his presence, I was challenged to stand firm that God, and, and believe and rely on this God who is God. He is Lord. He is Yahweh. He is almighty. He is my provider. He is the one who sustains me. He is the one who allows me to continue putting one foot in front of the other and giving my son the needs that he has, et cetera, et cetera, right? But this is the example of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and God showed up for them. And in turn, we have a king who was power hungry, who ends this passage by saying that they are welcome to worship this God and then promotes them. He is the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Today, we know him as Lord Jesus Christ. Let me close us in prayer. God, I thank you so much for this time and this passage and the way that it speaks to us weirdly, even in our cultural context today. It's because your word is alive and you are moving and you are consistent and 
we just love you, we worship you, and we thank you for the, the example of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We thank you for the example of Simon Peter. We thank you for the words of Jeremiah and the encouragement to stand strong, to stay rooted, to stand firm in who you are. We love you so much, and we just continue to look to you and praise you for the ways in which you've shown up in some of the hardest moments of our lives. In your name we pray. Amen.